Hello and welcome to the Stuff I Heard podcast. This is your host, Joshua Peak. And today is episode 103, and it's uh, Wednesday, May the 8th, 2019. I always do that, and I don't exactly know why. Um, I think for some reason I get the impression that in the future people are going to listen to it and, and they're going to go, dude, I don't even know when you're talking about this crap. This is all, you know, so I guess in a weird way I'm doing it because I'm so used to uh, YouTube comments and people, you know, giving me advice on something that I did 11 years ago or some crap like that. But anyway, uh, my guest today is uh, Champ Lambert. Uh, Good morning. Hey. Um, Champ and I have known each other for quite a while, and uh, he <clears throat> actually reached out to me and was like, hey, I want to be on the podcast. I was like, really? He's like, yeah. I was like, okay. I mean, I like talking to Champ, and I always have, and, and I thought, well, this should be an easy conversation. Um, how did you find out that I was doing a podcast? Is it something I promoted or somebody um, else? Word of mouth. Byron mentioned it. Byron? <clears throat> yeah, Byron mentioned it, and I checked it out. I've been listening there ever since. Okay. Thank you, Byron. Appreciate it, buddy. Uh, yeah, I, I uh, started off as a weird hobby, and, and I, I couldn't stop myself. <laughs> hey, man, everybody's got to do something. <laughs> yeah. So um, years ago, uh, when I was a young man, I actually went to school with Champ's uh, older sister, and... Um, I, you know, you, you get out of high school and you start your life. And I'd gone in the Marine Corps, and and when I got out, I started working at Budweiser. And one day, this this young man comes in the door, and and they're like, "Hey, this is Champ. He's gonna work with you." And I was like, "Champ? What kind of name is Champ? Is that on your birth certificate? Champ? Is that your birth certificate yeah, name, Champ? It's a family name. Oh, okay. Family. It's like a okay. I got you." I didn't know if it was like one of those 80s movies. Like, hey, champ. We're gonna, you know what I mean? I always wanted to ask you that. And I never quite got around to it. But um, but right off the bat, I think you started during one of the busiest times that I was race working. Week. Race week, Labor Day weekend uh, of the Darlington uh, NASCAR race. And I was the Budweiser uh, pre-salesman at the time, and, and which basically meant we were going to work ourselves to death that weekend. And they're like, here's the new guy. Please don't kill him. And I was like, "Oh, sorry, we're gonna. Well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna hurt you." <laughs> day out, my first day out, I think we went through about twenty pallets of beer. Yeah. So right off the bat, it was like, "This is gonna be rough," and I'm gonna apologize, and we're gonna we're gonna work hard. But I'll feed you. <laughs> Please don't quit on me. <laughs> we're we're gonna work extremely hard, but it's gonna be great. And so we went out, and we you know we worked hard, and he did a good job. And and then I, I started thinking about it, and I was like. Lambert, Lambert, I know your sister, I think. And he, we started talking, and he comes to find out I did. Um, we worked together for a while, and I left there and, and went on to work at uh, at Coca-Cola and then eventually uh, at uh, IFH, which is now Performance Foods. And um, I'm working there on a regular basis, and then one day you walk in the door, and I'm like, yes, I knew it, I knew it. The best guys always end up with us, with us you know, so... I was excited to see you come in the door, and right off the bat, you've been you've been great, and and you know it, it's it's nice to see that opportunity uh, presents itself to people who deserve it, and then when given the opportunity, I, I mean, just wish I'd done it sooner. Me too, me too. Um, you know, where we work is very strenuous and very physical, and in a way, it sort of takes you to be an older man to appreciate what the job is. We hire a lot of people that are pretty young, and they come in the door and they think, "Oh, this is going to be easy money," and it's not. It's very physical. It's very hard. Um, but if you work for other companies and you've worked hard before, you're used to a hard day. What you're not used to is being paid for it. 
And that's one of the things that our company does is they pay you well. That's right. So, you know, um, I'm thankful for the opportunity, and I hope to I hope to keep making money and keep doing this to provide for my family as much as and long as possible. And hopefully I can help influence uh, younger people, uh, you know, to kind of learn the ropes and, and keep at it and that kind of stuff. Just hope the younger crowd has a better work ethic than some of them now. There's a lot of them that don't. You know, Byron wanted to talk about that, too. He was like, what's with this younger generation and the laziness? And It's all they've ever known. Well, I had a theory that it's because of us. I think it's our generation that, that worked ridiculously hard because it was what we admired about our parents. And we, for some weird reason, we thought, you know, when I get kids, I'm not going to make them do all the crap that my parents made me do. I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to let them enjoy being a kid a little longer. And in a sort of a way, we've we've handicapped them. I mean, I'm guilty of it as well. Yeah. I got three boys that are, you know, they none of them turned out like me. Um, every time I see one of them, I'm like, what are you doing with your life? Why don't you do more? Why don't you, you know, get off your butt? And it's just, it's aggravating. Um, weirdly enough, you know, my stepson is actually the one who's got a work ethic. And he's, you know, up, up and at him this morning, out the door. Um, but you know, my flesh and blood just pfft, well, I'm lazy. None of, none of them have taken after me. That's a good thing. I got three of them. Yeah. What are you worried about? Not worried about anything. They like their mom. They're smart. <laughs> <laughs> are you hoping that they don't like have to physically work as hard as you? Is that the thing? Um, I want them to succeed. You know, every parent wants their kid to succeed, but you know, just. My first job was when I was 12. Yeah. You know, and I... What'd you do? I started my own landscaping business. At 12? At 12. Just a lawnmower in hand and a dream of money and in your dragging heart. dragging a trailer behind me with a gas can and a rake. Yep. All and right. I haven't quit working since. I mean, when I closed a business, like, two weeks after my son was born, I stayed home with him and my wife for... Two more weeks, and then I started working at Bow Watch. So that was it. I mean, have one job or another, I don't sit down. Yeah, except for right now. Yeah, well, I made him I gotta, sit down. I gotta have coffee. I made him sit down. <laughs> I need um, good coffee too. We uh, we've sort of touched base on doing woodworking. Um, I started just goofing around with messing with that uh, cedar slab and. You reached out to me and was like, hey, you know, we do some cedar. We, we do uh, woodworking, me and my, my father-in-law and my family. I mean, I got I got some pictures, and you started sending me pictures of furniture, and I was like, holy cow, this is incredible. And uh, right away I thought, okay, he's definitely got better tools than I do. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a while to acquire them all. <laughs> yeah. It helps when you have a father-in-law that's willing to invest. Though. Yeah, so. yeah. I uh I sort of reached out to my stepdad recently and I was like, Hey listen, I got access to wood. Um if you're interested, I mean we could work on a project and he was like, Eh, maybe. Because apparently he used to do woodworking back in the day. And uh I had talked to his son about it and he was like, Yeah, dad's got some saws that I couldn't afford to replace the blades if I had to. <laughs> I was like, Oh Jesus, <laughs> what have I got myself into? <laughs> but I'm gonna find out before long. Um this morning Speaking of which, <clears throat> I was looking on Facebook. You know how they have that page where things are for sale? Oh, yeah. There's one on there about tools, and there was one uh, showing a, a scroll saw for sale. And I was like, I was thinking to myself, 
what is a scroll saw? I mean, it looks like a bandsaw, but it's smaller. And so I literally YouTubed it this morning. And when you texted me and said you were two minutes away, uh, I was watching a guy make a puzzle, like a like a picture of a bear out of small little pieces of different kinds of woods. He was cutting out these yeah. little intricate things, and I was like, "Oh, that's what a scroll saw is. Okay, that's pretty doggone cool." But he was showing, like, he was he was helping his grandson learn how to mess with it, and and he's like, "This is what I got started with, and this is my this is my grandson. He's eight, and he's it, he's got like a I guess a foot pedal, kind of like a sewing machine. Um, it depends on what. I, th- I think his had a because because it sounded kind of like a sewing machine. It would it would brrr, yeah. and then it would taper off, and then he had his hands on the thing, so it wasn't his hands controlling right. it. So it had to be a foot pedal. But he's you know navigating this wood around this thing, and I was just like, wow, that is cool. And it's so weird that something like that would would seem intriguing to me at this age, you know. But well, if, it's, a, it's it's not a tool; it's a toy, man. It it's is a, a toy. toy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's what I try and tell my wife every time I buy one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what are you buying now? See, I like, tell my wife, it's not a toy. It's a tool. Well, I guess if you phrase it in the form of tool, then they're more accepting of it. If you phrase it in the form of toy, they're like, really? You're going to buy toys? <laughs> to us, it's toys. That's right. I told the kids that, like, when you walk inside of uh, Lowe's, I said, you hear that? And they're like, what? I was like, it's music. And they're like, there's right. no music here. I'm like, yeah, it is. Da, 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 da. Get the buggy. Get the buggy. Just go He's walk like, around we Lowe's came here for, for one thing. Hours. I was like, get the buggy. <laughs> 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 but anyway, um, so yeah, so you're you're into it. And how did you get started? Is it just because your father-in-law um, was into it? Well, I've, my dad basically is a jack of all trades. So if we needed a room built on the house or a shed built or something like that, we built it. We didn't hire people to do it, and I was free labor. So um, I always had a little hands-on experience. But when we moved out to what we like to call the compound, which is basically a farm with our two houses on it um, and a couple different shops, we got into a very minimalist idea of furniture in the house. So we didn't really keep a whole lot of furniture from when we moved out there. But if we needed a drawers or even desk of drawers, we built it. If we needed a dresser, we built it. If we needed an end table, we built it. And it just progressed from there. And now my father-in-law has expanded, and he makes pins and bowls and cups. And yeah, you were showing me that picture of that pin on your thing, and that's impressive as heck. You know, the the just the fact that you can it's amazing to look at like raw materials and go, oh, I can do something with that. He made he made me a shoehorn the other day. That's pretty cool. I don't think I've ever used a shoehorn, but he's made ice cream scoops. Yeah, just. Something he thinks he might want to make, he makes it. And I'm basically the apprentice. I'll go and watch. Yeah. I help him think outside the box. Are you sure you want to do that? Second set of eyes and all that. Well, that's cool, man. Um, yeah, there's there's times where I'm sitting out there and looking at stuff and going, what am I going to do with this crap? I mean, honestly. Um, and it just amazes me that there is a lot of the creativity that's out there with people you know, coming up with shoehorns and ice cream scoops and pens and stuff out of raw materials. Um, you know, it's just, I guess a lot of it, though, could be attributed to how, you know, technology's kind of changed. A lot of things are cordless now. A lot of things are portable, and you can take them out and mess around with them more. I mean, honestly, if it wasn't for some of the cordless crap I got, I don't know that I would have done everything I've done yeah, so far. Yeah, I mean, you're more mobile. You can work anywhere you want, really. Yeah. Um, it helps to have a shop. Yeah. 
because you can get everything set up where you need, and you just go from station to station. If you don't have a shop and you have half of a garage like I do, just be prepared. You're going to piss off your wife a lot. You have to wash her car a lot. A lot. <laughs> no, she has that, that thing where you get to go through the, the local car oh, wash I thing. Gotcha. Yeah. She, she pays that monthly fee, so she's through there almost every day. But we we walk in and out of the garage, and in the process, if I don't keep the floor somewhat cleaned up from the dust, she's we're both walking in and out of the house, and we're tracking dust in and out of the house, and it gets on the floor, and she'll walk around in here, and she's like, the floor is always messy. I'm like, I'm sorry. Sorry. Could be worse. I could be into something really dangerous or You could have 15 awful. dogs. I could have 15 dogs. You see how many dogs we have, right? Yeah. Yeah. I hear them. They're going crazy. Yeah. So could be that. So it's not that. So thank goodness. <clears throat> but anyway, um, what do you want to talk about? Is there anything that interests you? Well, me and you, we Are you into anything in particular? I know. I have no hobbies, man. You have a hobby? You're doing little kind of woodworking and stuff. I see the pictures. Very few and far between. Well, I mean, I I got started doing this crap because I needed a hobby. Yeah. I mean, I... And it's a good one to do. Yeah. It opens up your mind. Makes you think. I mean, some people are into fishing, and some people play guitar, and some people... Yeah, I like to fish. Hunt. I have a boat that's been sitting in a spot for... Two years, <laughs> trying to sell it. Know anybody that wants a boat? Let me know. My uncle Danny says that the two happiest days in a man's life is the day he buys a boat and the day he sells That's that right. boat. That's right. <laughs> I uh, after owning a motorcycle, I felt the same way about the motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it when I bought it, and I was also loving it when I sold it. <laughs> I did a little dance. I was like, "Yeah, it's gone, yay!" But yeah, I mean, <clears throat> my dad is uh, weirdly enough always seems to have a boat in access, and he always finds a, a tremendous deal on boats. He's got a uh, um, one of those walk-through windshield boats up in Maine. Right. He got it for a 1000 bucks. Just an older couple had it. They had it their whole life. It sort of looks, people joke with him and say it's his pink boat, even though he says, it ain't pink, it's purple, but it looks pink. Okay. Um, but it's fine. It runs great. It's That's right. smooth. It's got that tri-hole front end, so it, it breaks through the water real smooth, and and at the end of the day, it's just a $1,000 boat that's fun to ride around on. That's right. And uh, he knows how to tinker with the motor, so if anything needs to be tuned up, he can now tune it up. that is a valuable skill. It's a skill. And it, but I think it grew from, from him growing up around the lake most of his life. Um, but then they bought that land down in Georgia, and, and he went out and found somebody with a used boat for sale with an, like, like, like the steel or aluminum. Uh, like a John Like a John boat almost. Oh, okay. Um, you can seat, you know, six people comfortably but it's uh it's all aluminum that way their little spot that they're in has they flooded this area so it's got, right, it's got trees in it, trees in it. Yeah. so as he's going through the area if he hit a tree he's like <laughs> like oh there's a tree <laughs> but you just go really slow through That's it right and then when you get out in the open water you open it up and just just take off and but i think he got that boat for a tremendous deal too and i was just like how do you keep finding these boats for really cheap you know because i i listen to guys at work who who buy really expensive boats and i'm like how do you justify that? No. Nah. That's ridiculous. I got mine on a good deal, and I used it probably every other weekend the first year I had it. And, yeah. And then sporadically after that. And then as you get older, I guess, and got more kids and more responsibilities, the boat just kind of gets pushed to the side. So that's yeah. where it's at now. Yeah. But my kids like to fish. They just like to fish from the, the bank. They want to go ride in the boat, but they don't want to fish in the boat. Yeah. And I, Tell them, I'm not going to go just waste gas for you to ride. We're going to go fishing. They're not real excited about that. 
Yeah. How old are they now? Seven, nine, and fourteen. Oh, you've only got one of them that thinks they hate you, so that's good. Oh no, he loves me. He's, yeah, he's. he's oh, that's going to change really soon. Figured that out yet? But <laughs> they get to be teenagers and they start going, "I hate you." And you're like, he's "Great." About six foot four. Oh wow, one hundred and eighty-five pounds. How, how tall is a mailman? Don't know. <laughs> you're not six four. <laughs> no, I'm the runt in my family at six foot. So yeah, yeah. Wow, six four. And yeah, he's still got growing to do. That's the scary part. And uh, on the peak side of the family, I'm a giant. I'm only five foot eight, but I'm really tall on that side five of the foot family. Eight and a half. Mm, five foot eight. Okay, just so you don't eight. you don't claim to half inch. There is no half. <laughs> there is none. But I'm taller than all the rest of the peaks, and and uh, <clears throat> I get around my mom's side of the family, the Tanksleys, and I'm the smallest one in that group. My mom is even like like around my height, and for women, that's pretty tall. Um, but uh. My wife is 4'11", so I feel tall when I'm here. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> it's the few times I get to ask, hey, can you reach that? Oh, yeah, yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm getting close to a one-year anniversary of doing this thing. Uh, I've actually convinced her to do an episode next weekend, so we're going to sit down here and so do this this be weekend. The 104th, right? 104th. Um, that's not bad for a year. It's a, it's an incredible thing that I didn't think would ever happen. Um I literally started it because of conversations that, that, that I would have with drivers in the truck. You know, we talk all the time about everything, about stuff in politics, religion, movies, whatever. Right. And stuff we've listened to on podcasts and watched on, on TV. You keep and, your driver awake. And yeah. But also, you get to learn who they are, and they get to learn who you are, and you find a sense of humor, and you find some common ground. And, and in that process, like, you realize that you're not working with just a guy you like, oh, I kind of dig this dude. You know, he, he he's in the same kind of stuff, and and I found myself having the same conversations over and over and over again. And when I get home, I'd still, I felt like I was still like running downhill, and I was like, I gotta get this out of me because if I don't, I'm gonna go crazy. And so one day, I was just like, I listened to a podcast, and this lady was like, you know, hey, if you want to start a podcast, download this app. So I literally downloaded an app on my phone and just started talking, and it grew from that. Now I have all this equipment and shit, and you know. <laughs> but I also did all this real cheap. I mean, other than the computer, which I had to have the computer anyway. Right. Um, the rest of this stuff I did real cheap and, and just kind of put it together. And, and Well, it's working. Yeah. Yeah, amazingly. Um, and my wife is my biggest critic, so we're going to hear more from her next weekend of talking about what an idiot she thinks I am and how I... What uh, an idiot she knows you are. I screw up my... Yeah. I screw up my volume a lot, and she's like, how come you didn't talk about this? And you didn't, you didn't let them talk. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> of course, you know, I guess if you listen to every episode of anything, you can find things that are wrong. You know, the uh, Game of Thrones thing came out this past week, and, and I hadn't seen the episode, but I I saw something on Twitter saying somebody screwed up and left a Starbucks cup on the count on the I saw a on the table it, but, you know who knows? and I was like what and so <clears throat> I saw that and I and I came home and I told Dolores I said listen I said we haven't watched the episode yet I said but apparently somebody made a big boo-boo and left a Starbucks cup out in front of uh, the girl playing Daenerys Targaryen and I was like it's it, you can see it in the picture it's clearly a Starbucks cup and, and uh so people were putting out memes of her as the as the dragon queen like at Starbucks, you know, and like, Mother of Dragons, uh, Vente Latte. <laughs> and she's there all dressed proper with her hair braided and all the braids and stuff. And <laughs> it's 
So we uh, we actually had a chance to watch it last night, and I kept looking for it, and I kept looking for it, and I didn't see it, and I was like, I don't know if I saw it. The, the, the screenshot where they showed it, it was gone. And so I looked on the internet this morning and they, they said that they had already digitally fixed it. I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, come on. I would have left it in there as like a Easter egg. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's smarter to go ahead and fix uh, it. Gratuitous um, advertisement placement. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially with no money right. handed over. That's probably like a copyright thing. Starbucks was probably like, hey, hey, how about, you know. Or, or they would probably have been like, hey, you know what? And you pay us some money, we'll leave it in. Any uh, <laughs> any publicity is good publicity, and here's the number one show that people are watching. And that's right. And that's the show free. I've never watched. Really? Yeah. It's pretty fantastic. Of course, it's hard to watch with kids around. Yeah, well, and when my kids aren't around, I'm sleeping, so. Yeah. Or trying to sleep. The way it was advertised to me was it was uh, uh, HBO, uh, Dragons, and Boobs. Sounds and I was like, like something I'd like. Okay, I'm I'm in. I've tried it. What what what? <laughs> <laughs> My brother actually was the one that taught me into watching it, and he was like, "I'm just going to tell you." He's like, "Most shows you get invested, and you're like, I'm into this guy." Yeah, he said, "My nephew and my mom have watched it religiously throughout the years, and I mean, this when this season started, I mean, they threw a party. Yeah, and we're drinking out of horned glasses. Oh, cool. Mom drinking wine, my nephew drinking." Here. Cool. And I was like, okay, whatever floats your boat. Well, my brother, you know, like I said, he wanted me to watch it so bad. Like he gave me his HBO password. He's like, dude, watch this online. <laughs> I want to be able to talk to you about it. And I'm like, okay. He said, but don't get invested. Every everybody you think you like, they're gonna die. I was like, really? He goes, it's that kind of show. I was like, who does that? <laughs> Nobody does that. Well, now everybody does it because this guy thought of it. So you know, just about every show you watch now, there's gonna be some twist where a major character dies right away, and you're like. What? How did that happen? But anyway, it's fun to watch when you can catch up. I did that with uh, with Breaking Bad. I didn't watch yeah. any of them until years after it was I off the TV. I watched a couple of them. I, I didn't keep up with it. I have a hard time committing to a series. Yeah. I'm more of, I'll sit down and watch a two-hour movie, but I can't commit to watching something every week on a certain day. Well, if you've got that motor in your brain, you're probably hardly ever sitting down. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. When I am, I'm probably falling asleep sitting down. Yeah. We won't tell that to our DOT physical people. They, we lie to them. <laughs> Isn't that the biggest crock of crap ever? Do you find yourself going to sleep when, as soon as you get done working? Who doesn't? Well, I just worked 14 hours, yes. Who doesn't? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> do you fall asleep at movies sometimes? <laughs> do you, if you sit on the couch for more than two hours, do you get sleepy? <laughs> I'm like, who writes these questions? Is this just a scam because y'all have like a thing with the, the sleep apnea sleep people? Apnea. You're like, listen, those. we get a kickback for everybody we send over there. Yeah. And basically, it's all set up so that you're supposed to lie to them because everybody, there's not one person alive that could say they could sit on the couch for several hours and not get sleepy or work a full day and then get tired on a road trip or something. Yeah, go home, run a marathon. Are you tired? Yeah. 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 It's a bunch of crap. But, uh, but you, you know, in a way, in a way, it's sort of, I think it sort of helped out because there were a lot of people who were very obese and people with actual sleep apnea who needed to know they needed oh, to get sure. treatment. There's always a reason they do it. I think it helped a lot of people. But, you know, for the majority of us, it's just a bunch of crap and it's, it's a way for them to make money. And it's, and it's something we have to continually just lie about and be like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm always good. Are you kidding me? I'm like an Energizer bunny. I, I never sleep. Sleep is for wussies, you know. You just, 
you keep plowing along and <clears throat> when I when I don't know if when you started was was the company still IFH? No. They transferred over? It was, it was okay. PFG. So back back when it was IFH, there was no attention given to DOT hours and they would just run you as hard as possible. And if you work twenty hours, good luck. You'd just show up and then be ready in, in four or five or more hours right. to be ready to run again and it might be another twenty hour day and they didn't care. They they just they just ran you as hard as possible and when we would sit around in the mornings, the only conversation we would have, it wouldn't be about what's on TV. It wouldn't be about, you know, our loads. It wouldn't be about anything other than I keep falling asleep at the wheel and I wake up and I'm at my stop and I don't know how I got there. <laughs> that was our number one conversation. I mean, literally, that was... That's no point. You know, I, I remember pulling the air brakes multiple times and I'm at my stop and I'm thinking, I don't remember leaving the house. I mean, literally having that moment of going, yeah. how, how did I get out. here? Zoned I've out. been zombied this entire trip. Um, you know, but right about the time Tracy Morgan got hit by that Walmart truck yeah. is when Obama got involved and suddenly senators things. and congressmen got involved and they, a lot they of things changed. forced DOT to you know pay a lot of attention to us, which is good. Because, um, I mean, there was plenty of times where I saw you'd be driving down the road and you'd see trucks that drove straight into the woods. And, and you know they're dead because the cab is in front mm-hmm. and all of that weight is behind them. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely made it safer as far as that goes. Of course, I heard that there is a, uh, there is a need right now in America for 284,000 truck drivers. Um, I think the average is for every truck driver, there are a hundred plus loads. Wow. If you drive around though, like if you look, if any of y'all look while you're driving around, look at the back of trucks. Everybody's hiring. Everybody. Everybody needs people. You know, you got a lot of people out here that are that are trying to you know convince their kids to go into debt for jobs that'll never pay them any money, and here's trucking jobs that'll pay you right away. All you got to get is your CDL. There are trucking companies that'll even even hire felons just to fill positions. Wow, wow. not all of them, but some of them. They you know I heard in- they lowered the the CDL age from twenty one to eighteen, or they're trying to. I wouldn't doubt it. Um, that's terrifying. Of course, there is the thing of of self driving trucks coming up in the future with Tesla and right, and that right. that may help things. But you still, I would think you'd still have to have a person in it to park it once you You're, get to your destination. The only way I could see it working is if it went from point A to point B, and it was on the side of the interstate to the side of the interstate. That's the only way a truck can drive itself. I don't see it going through through cities and stuff, in the alleys and yeah. everything we do. Yeah, or maybe maybe that's what the self-driving part of it will be for, so that during the long distances you can kick back and relax, and then when you get to your area, it like gives you a warning and it's like, hey, it's time for you to take over there, bud. That's right. And then you hop in the driver's seat and you put it wherever it needs to be. I definitely think that the electric truck is the way to go, though. I mean, if you think about all the moving parts that's in a diesel truck. Well, I did contact Tesla, you know, years ago and offered to be their guinea pig for the um, new truck. So yeah. Never got a response. They never got back to you? No. Ah. I went and uh, checked out their cars, and I was immediately like a kid in a candy store. I was just like, oh, oh yeah. this is so cool. That's, that's a neat toy. It is a neat toy. <laughs> uh, I listened to Joe Rogan talk about it. He apparently bought one of those Model S ones, and uh, he's like, he's like, I'm telling you, he said, driving that thing, it feels like it, like it shouldn't happen the way it does, and it's the future. He's like, I'm driving the future. He's like, I love mechanical things. I've still got old cars, and I like driving those. He said, but this, I drive that Tesla more than anything. Yeah. He's like, it's just, it's just so, it's so smart. It's so futuristic. And, you know, 
part of what appeals to me, I guess, about it is the fact that this guy had an idea, put it in the action, and 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 everybody else be damned. Everybody who told him it couldn't work, everybody told him, you know, you're an idiot. Nobody's going to buy these. He's just like, no, no, we're going to do this, and it's going to work, and I'm doing this so that it'll help out future generations to cut down on you wanna do it, emissions. It. And, you know, it helps he, having the backing, too. It helps having the backing. <clears throat> I didn't know that he was the guy behind PayPal. I looked that up online. I was like, how did he get I his money? Apparently, he's the guy that, that invented and owns PayPal. Nice. So everything you buy that you hit click, pay, click on uh, pay with PayPal, that's Elon Musk getting a little little bit of little bit of cheddar. So I guess during the generation where YouTube or not YouTube, uh, eBay took off, yeah, that was a huge windfall. Yeah, I can see that. But uh, I don't even know if I have a PayPal account, but I'm sure I probably do. I'm sure your wife could tell you. Mm-hmm. She probably has all kinds of stuff ordered. And if you're listening, honey, all I'm gonna say is seven hundred dollars. <laughs> Sorry, have, little inside joke. We have ghost uh, ghost deliveries once in a while where a box will show up and and they call it uh, Amazon amnesia. You're oh like, yeah. What did you order? I don't remember ordering anything. Order what is this? And you open it up and you go, Oh yeah, I remember ordering this. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, I ordered something one day and like five things showed up because I did not realize she had stuff in the cart. <laughs> so, it was interesting <laughs> That's happened before here I'll put stuff in the cart And thinking I'll look at this later I just want to And then she'll order something And she's like What did I order? And <laughs> I was like I had that in the cart To look at later She's like How about like Put it in the wish list And I'm like oh, Okay yeah That would have been yeah, better That'll work Yeah Or I'll have stuff in the cart To look at later And she'll delete all of it And I'll go back to find it And I'm like Where's the stuff I was looking at? I found the specific thing Ah, oh, the camera just stopped. Hang on, we got to reset the camera. You can keep talking. <coughs> yeah, my wife and Amazon have a love affair. Nope. There you go. Um, I, yeah, when I worked at Coke, I worked with this guy, and he he said uh, he said I got to get a I got to get a promotion, man. I got to get a better job where I'm home more. I was like, really? Why? He said, well. I think my wife's having a love affair with the with the UPS man because that dude's always at the house. <laughs> <laughs> Come to find out, she's just ordering a lot of stuff. Ordering a lot of stuff. <laughs> she has started transitioning over. This was early on when uh, when Amazon was just starting to do like home goods. Right. So she was buying like groceries and dog food and stuff, and you know the UPS man was always stopping at the house yeah. to drop yeah, stuff off. We've not gotten that far. Yeah, we we've ordered some grocery items, um, like. There's certain seasonings that I'll get that that I like, and then I go to find it in the store, and nobody carries it anymore. Right. They'll have it on the shelf for a little bit, and it's like, nope, we're not there anymore. That's right. I'm like, but I like that one. And you go online, and hey, the the, the online store's always got it for sale. That's right. All you gotta do is click Especially the little button. Especially when you find that flavor you like. Yeah. There's a certain um, there's a certain coffee rub uh, trigger thing. It comes in like a tin can, mm-hmm. and it's great on steaks. And anything like beef wise, I like to use it on it. It doesn't have a coffee taste. It just it's an interesting kind of flavor. It's not sweet, it's not spicy, it's just really good. And every time I use it, my wife makes a comment as soon as she bites into it, this is so good. What is this? And I'm like, Oh yeah, this is that coffee rub. So now when I go to the store to find it, nobody's carried it anymore. It doesn't exist. So hey, go on Amazon and click the little button. That's right. So <clears throat> Well, I'm curious. There's a lot of things that I'm curious about. Um, 
one of the things I'm curious about is how much is a planer? Like if I, if I oh, it depends. If man. I could have talked my wife into buying you a wood get planer, small ones, you can get large ones. I mean, because you mentioned yours is is what 15 inches, uh, 12 inch. 12 inch. Father in law's got I think the 15 or the 18 inch. He's got he's got the big daddy. See what worries me is like stuff like like that piece that's out there, the mm-hmm. big slab. That is at the widest part, like twenty five inches. Right. And I'm like, who the heck? Of course that they're not playing that. They're no. they're just cutting that and going yeah. from there. Um but it would make it better for like there's a lot of things that I that I end up using, like especially for like those table legs out, out there. Right. I basically just cut those with a chainsaw and shaped them up with a with a sander. Right. That belt sander. Mm-hmm. I just lay it down and kind of shape it out. But if I had a planer, you could just feed it through and it just takes. Does it take even layers off every side, or just one side, or just one side? Okay. Yeah. So it, uh, just, it's got a roller on the bottom, and as, as it's getting planed, it pushes it all the way through. Okay. Yeah. So that may be something I, I may actually just show up one day and be like, "Hey, can I come over and plane some stuff?" And yeah. we'll feed some stuff through it and see what it, see how it works. You're more than welcome over anytime. You know, it's always easier to convince yourself to buy something once you use one. Right. <laughs> it's, right. It's sort of like having a project. Anytime you go to do a project, you go. Uh, can you come show me how to do that, or can I watch you do one? And I need this tool. Yeah, it's like you. It's like you talking about watching watching your your dad or your father in law do something, and you're like, "All right, I'm watching, but also I'm thinking I could use that, yeah. <laughs> or I could I could build that. I, could, well, I can see how you're this. doing that now. It looks totally doable. I wonder if uh, I wonder if it's just certain types of people that that your brain is constantly thinking. You know, how can I figure this out? How can I break this down and do it myself? Yeah, well, I mean, we um, we build stuff out of old pallets, yeah. you know, reclaimed wood. Um, I don't throw any of my scraps of wood away. <laughs> I have a major pile of wood, but I always end up using it. There's a lot of pieces of wood that that I don't need, like especially if it's if it's bought lumber. Right. Um, when it gets too small, I'm just like, eh, I don't need any of this crap, and I end up tossing it. After we built that deck, though, I burned it, and then. Somebody was like, you know, you're not supposed to burn treated wood. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> it was too late then. But um, but there's a lot of those pieces of the cedar that I'm taking these little limbs off. Mm-hmm. And as I cut them, I'm looking at the wood underneath it. And I'm like, that's beautiful wood. I'm like, I can't see myself throwing that away. Even small little pieces. Yeah, that's um, beautiful stuff. You know, I, I, I know they're supposed to be like, you know, insect repellents of some kind and, and that kind of stuff. So... I like took the sawdust and was spreading it around in the in the yard. And right. Hopefully that'll kind of help deter some of that. Um, That's what they say. Or nothing. Or if nothing else, then then uh, at least smells nice. Smells nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my, and my wife's. You know, I'm, I'm all dusty and stuff and shaking off, and she goes, "At least it doesn't smell like crap." And I was like, yeah, "There's that. Could be worse." You know. When I was messing with that Rambler, I was out there, you know, sanding, and it just smelled like Bondo and. You go welding stuff, and it smells like burnt steel. And she's like, "That is an awful smell." And I'm like, "Yeah, you're right." But the wood stuff, at least, is nice. Uh oh, the wife's calling. Well, you're, you're on the hot seat. She'll be all right. Yeah, it's fine. We can wrap this up. Um, I normally go about thirty minutes, or just however long okay. conversation goes. See, I told you we just usually talk about anything. Yeah. So this is the first of many. Um, I have a feeling. Uh, we've actually talked about maybe getting together and doing a drinking podcast where we just kick back and act silly. Because I really don't need an excuse to drink. Well, <clears throat> I can be talked into it. 
but yeah, we could do this again. Absolutely. This is sort of like the first of them because I want a champ to feel comfortable talking on the microphone. And if you're out there listening and you're going, you didn't let him talk. It's, you, you kind of have to feel it out and, and just whatever you want to talk about, you have to do. Um, so yeah. So next time we'll have something else and, and we'll go from there. That'll work. Okay. Right. Um, thank you everybody out there who's uh, listening and uh, sharing. Uh, obviously, you know, champ got started because someone said, Hey, check this out. Um, you know, if you want to be part of this, let me know. Hey, it all starts grassroots, right? Nobody ever started with nothing. Like you, you have, well, that's wrong. You always start with nothing, but then you just, you grow. <laughs> I mean, an audience grows, a community grows. And the only way it does it is through involvement. So, um, you know, rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends and, uh, you know, send me a line. I got stuff on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all that crap. Just look up stuff. I heard podcast and you'll find it. So take care. Thanks for watching and being a part of this. And, uh, I'm supposed to say, uh, cue the cow, cue the cow.